welcome to The Light Pod, brought to you by LightEye, a hub for ideas, education, and a little bit of entertainment when it comes to architectural lighting. I'm your host, Sam Corbel, and today we're sitting at the ArcLight Summit in Dallas, a brand new leading industry event. We have a lot of people that are down here today to talk to us about a variety of topics. Right now, I'm super fortunate to be joined by four amazing women who have established wild chapters in their local communities. Aria Hunt is in specification sales at ALA here in Dallas and co-founded the Dallas-Fort Worth chapter of Wild along with Alyssa Stewart, who's the director at the Center for Education at Texas Christian University. Sarah Moser is the account director at Hermitage National Accounts and founded the Austin Wild chapter. And Michelle Cruz is in spec sales at Putterman Shark and Associates and founded the Houston Wild chapter. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank Wonderful. You. Great. Thanks for having us. It's great to have you all here. Thank you so much for joining me me for an amazing conversation about the women in lighting design chapters that you all have founded. This is a nonprofit national organization that has gained a lot of traction, a lot of steam, and is really starting to make waves in terms of uniting women, giving them the resources they need, and also teaching the broader community, all the men included, how we can all do a better job of paying attention to what's going on in the world. Before we dive into all that, though, I want to ask each one of you to introduce yourself. Who are you and how did you get your start in lighting? All right, thanks for having us, Sam. My name's Alria Hunt. I am in spec sales at ALA here in Dallas, Texas. I am co-chair of the Wild Dallas-Fort Worth chapter. And I got into lighting, actually I went to school for lighting at Texas Christian University, go frogs. Go frogs. And I have been in the lighting industry ever since. My first internship was at Barbara Bouillet up in Connecticut. And like they say, once you're in lighting, you never leave. Absolutely not. (laughs) How about you, Sarah? Hi, this is Sarah. I founded the Austin chapter of Wild and I'm new to lighting. So I'm the newest person here learning from everyone. This is my first conference, summit, anything like this. I came from a background of medical sales for 15 years. So brand new to lighting, still learning and just excited. I already love it. And like everyone says, I already know why they say you never leave lighting once you're in it. You never leave lighting because it's literally just cool. Yeah. Everybody's going to make up all (laughs) kinds of stories about, you know, this, that. It's an art and a science, left brain, right brain. It's just cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome to Lighting, Sarah. We're happy to have you. Thank you. Hi, this is Michelle Cruz, and I am with Putterman Shark and Associates, and I'm in spec sales. I founded the Houston chapter, and I got into lighting basically via Indeed. Indeed found me and found you know, myself in lighting. And that's five years ago. And here I am. And I'm completely addicted. What's indeed you got to tell everybody this is a better story than you're giving it credit. It is. So I came from the fashion industry. And uh, we moved around a lot, updated my resume and got somebody reached out to me on indeed for an interview for lighting showroom had no idea what I was getting myself into. And next thing you know, she was hiring me for showroom manager. And I've just been immersed in it ever since. The power of the internet is real. The power of Indeed. Yes. We'll talk about that a little bit more. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> Indeed is cool. Hi, everyone. I'm Alyssa Humphrey-Stewart, and I am a co-founder of the DFW chapter with Alria. I'm based in Fort Worth, and Alria is based in Dallas, but together we are one wild chapter. And my background was theatrical lighting. So I started on that side of the business, and then I came over into architectural lighting later in my career, but I really enjoy it. How long have you been working at TCU and on the education side of things? Um, Since 2015. Um, So we have a center for lighting education there as well as an architectural minor and an architectural lighting major that just started this year. Congratulations. 
You guys are running strong as Horn Frogs. We've got another one sitting across the table from you. Go I know, Frogs. I know that TCU has done a lot to really promote architectural lighting, interior design, and just, you know, the practice of design as a college degree, which is something that's so cool and gives so many people an opportunity uh, unless you're fortunate enough to be like Sarah Michelle and just totally get sucked into it. But like they say, once you come in, you can never leave because lighting is cool. Today, we're here to talk a little bit more about something that you're all passionate about, which is the woman and lighting design chapters that you've started, that you've co-founded, founded, or really just kind of started from the ground up as a grassroots campaign. The first thing that I really am curious to know more about, and I would love for you to be able to share with everyone is what inspired each one of you to say, this matters enough to me to start this, to have this represented in our local community. So Alria and I were actually talking one summer about some of the things that we had available to us through our local professional organizations and some of the things we felt like were missing. And one thing that kept coming up was there was a group of women that were meeting in Dallas locally under, I think it was Femmes La Flux? Flems, yes. Femmes La Flux. And it was Jill Clores, Pamela Wilson, and a, several other women that were doing a similar thing. And it was happening kind of organically. And Alri and I came across Wild on Instagram. And we were like, we need to do that. And so we reached out to Kelly, um, and that was the summer of... 19 and we had our first event in january of 20. and what was it like to discover wild on instagram like jobs on indeed and say this can support us in our local community so Alyssa and i you know we saw instagram and the women in lighting design uh, general instagram page and what intrigued us was we were seeing a lot of get-togethers events conversations that are non-traditional that were happening and we really were intrigued we wanted to be a part of that we wanted to grow that in the dallas fort worth metroplex that was one of the things that we saw missing from the organizations that are currently ongoing right now that we are members of and that we support but this was specifically for women and of course allies are welcome as well and we saw the need to bring that to our Texas location. How about you, Sarah? As I said, being new earlier this year, I was doing all the trainings, you know, watching all these videos, and I came across this woman, Lisa Reed. I believe she's out of New York. St. Louis. St. Louis. Okay, yes. So I heard her talk and I was very inspired by her. Um, Where'd you hear her talk? Just on one of these trainings that I was, they were just for months like putting me, watch this, watch this. I was just watching video trainings and Zoom meetings and anything I could get my hands on to learn anything I could about lighting. So she just kind of gave an overall talk and again, just found her to be very inspiring. I saw a lot of acronyms after her name and you know, I don't know if everybody knows her. And I saw that she was a part of WILD and she mentioned it in the talk. And so I just, again, I not only am I new to lighting, but I'm new to Austin, Texas, where I live. So I just thought there's got to be a chapter here. It's an up and coming city. It's growing. It's huge. There's so many transplants coming in from all over the country. So reached out to Lisa. She put me in touch with Kelly and said, there's no Austin chapter. So if you'd like to start one, you know, we'd love to have you. So I came on board and met with Kelly, loved her, met with um, Alyssa and Aria, and we kind of joined forces. And really, I just thought what a better way to not only network and build community with women in the industry and learn as much as I can from other women that I meet here. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's an amazing story. How about you, Michelle? So for me, mine was a little bit twofold. I'm new to Houston. I'd only lived there for, at the time when I started this, a year. I know this is going to sound sad, but 
I didn't have any friends. And being new there, I was like, well, there's got to be something around here for me to do. Happened to be listening to Light Files by Furniture Lighting and Decor on my way home. It was podcast. And Kelly was on there talking about women in lighting and design. And I was like, I'm going to have to make a point of looking this up when I get home. So I did. And I was like, well, Houston's huge. There's got to be a chapter. And there wasn't. So I kind of jumped on their website and just kind of started scrolling and looking and found, you know, kind of a talking point about, you know, starting your own chapter. And so I thought, hmm, why not? So I I decided to start it, got in contact with Kelly, and she let me know that Austin and Dallas also had a chapter and we were all kind of new. So I was very excited to kind of reach out and get to know these ladies, you know, so that we could kind of go through this together. And as far as, you know, building this Houston chapter, that was kind of my goal was just to make industry friends, people that were like me, that I could share topics of, you know, interest about. And so that was kind of how I I started the chapter. We're talking about something that literally started in 2019. We're also talking about somebody named Kelly, and I need to give a shout out to who Kelly is. Kelly is the national director for WILD. She's in New York City, and her and a woman named Megan Carroll had an opportunity to take the same conversation that happened here in Dallas-Fort Worth some women gathering around a table and put maybe a a little bit of um, structure around that in terms of organizing events and a call to action to let others and encourage others to join them. Alria mentioned allies. Allies is everyone, right? It's men and women. This is not a organization for women only. This is an organization that focuses on women, that empowers and enables women. But men are not only welcome, but they're encouraged to understand what's going involved. And I know that Wild has gained a ton of steam in the last two years, and the four of you are a huge result of that. But for everybody that listens to this, tell me just a little bit why it's important to not only have events that are focused on women, but also your allies as well, and how this all comes together to really support your fundamental mission. So I think that I've been really fortunate to work for women-owned businesses. So some of the things that you encounter as a woman in lighting, which is predominantly male, I haven't had to fight some of those battles, but I'm very aware of them. And so I think it's great that our organization is inclusive because you don't just work with only women. You're going to encounter, obviously, men in the workplace. So for them to understand where we're coming from and some of the issues that we encounter in the workplace is great because then they can advocate for us and they understand where we're coming from when we bring up some of these issues and try to find solutions that work better for the whole business. Um, and that just leads to you know employee retention, better profits, happier employees. So working through some of the work-life balance issues, benefits issues, you know, that's for everyone. There's fundamentally uh, a few differences between men and women in the workplace going back 50 years women weren't working a lot and not only are women equal in the workplace but they lead businesses today at the highest level of not only founding them but being promoted into ceo positions there's a huge opportunity for that equality to continue to really just blend together whether it's a male or female no matter who the individual is everybody has that opportunity to succeed and go up to the highest level you mentioned that wild is here to help maybe men understand how to activate that because there are companies that are male dominated there are industries that are male dominated Uh, The lighting industry is one of them. Now, 
I know that Kelly and Megan told me in New York City it's pretty much 50-50, but I know it's not like that all around the country. Talk to me a little bit about what you're experiencing here in your local communities in Texas. So I think that in the Houston market, being that I am newer and the location that I came from previous to having my job at Putterman Shark, it is very male dominated. And I think that sometimes dealing with men in the industry, whether it's electrical contractor, general contractors, electricians, it is very male dominated. And sometimes when they encounter us, they think that maybe we don't have the technical, you know, knowledge to deal with certain products or, you know, stuff like that. And it just becomes kind of a, you know, a struggle with that. But then on on the flip side, when it came to anything, make it pretty, make it decorative, then you know all of a sudden we were were valued and like oh well you know that's a female that's a female thing and that's they've got a female touch and whatever but you know just getting them to understand that we do train this is our profession this many of us went to school for this and that we have that knowledge level not only on the technical aspect of things and we can help you troubleshoot you know whether you're having problems with connections electrical anything whatsoever you know all the way to doing something in lighting design and making it beautiful so it's just kind of breaking down those barriers of we don't just do pretty. Yeah, very true. And I just wanted to say that, you know, as far as women have come and, you know, the quality is getting more equal or there, I still feel like in not just lighting, but a lot of industries, it is male dominated with like the C-suite. You know, in my previous companies, it's like male, male, male. I was actually just at a conference last week that was founded by a woman. And it was funny because my boss and I were looking through it and it was her. And then every single other leader was a man, you know, so it was very interesting just to see. So I just think bringing awareness that women, like you said, I've, I've run into that as well, not being taken seriously or when you're dealing with a male-dominated industry like this is, just like Michelle said, just having to prove that. And so we're obviously just here to create that community and continue to, to rise and bring awareness to that. You mentioned the word rise. It's a great word choice, and it's kind of hitting the nail on the head. Women are looking for opportunities to rise, not to prove anything, not to defeat anyone. Rather, to rise to being viewed as somebody who has the exact same capabilities as others across from them. When you think about where we are versus where we're going, what have been some of the early challenges that you all have experienced starting a wild chapter and just getting the community to acknowledge you've done it and why you've done it? For the Dallas-Fort Worth Wild Chapter, we launched during the pandemic. So that was one challenge. However, it didn't stop us. We were really excited, enthusiastic, and we held our first virtual event. And we had over 40 women from across Dallas, Fort Worth, along with Austin. So we co-partnered with Austin as well. It was phenomenal. Everyone showed up. We had great participation. We had questions asking what they would like to see come out of this wild chapter. A lot of them said, we want community. We want to build an environment and a safe place for women and allies to come together, have discussions about topics that we want to learn more about how to handle when we encounter situations at work or if we're dealing with our children and having to work from home, how do we balance that lifestyle? And so we were very excited to be able to right off the bat have input into what this wild was going to be about. As far as since then, after our virtual event, we have been excited and launched a in-person event and we continued that on and that was 
just recently in September, and it was a great turnout as well. And it was a smaller group of women. We talked about different ways to meditate and in this stressful environment with a lot going on, how do we find our composure and continue to rise? I think that's really well said. I think she hit the nail on the head. Those were very similar conversations that I had with the ladies in my group when we started that they wanted to talk about and to address, but also to just make new friends, to have, you know, that other person to talk to that's in the same industry and to have that camaraderie was, I think, something important. And I remember just our first few meetings, you know, and even still now, the meetings that we have, I still have new people show up, but I'm always getting thanked. Thank you so much for starting this. Thank you so much for organizing this. Thank you so much. And that kind of just kind of blew me back a little bit because I felt like I really wasn't doing anything, you know, and I was you know, kind of just really happy to hear that, that it seemed like women were eager to have this. They wanted this. And I didn't feel like I started this just for me to make friends per se. So I was happy to hear that. And I think some of the challenges that we're having right now due to things getting back to normal, everybody's now going back to work and I feel like business is is picking up. So I think part of the challenges that I have is just getting everybody to one spot because mine have all been in-person events. I've only had one virtual Zoom meeting. So everything's been in person. And and just because how big Houston is, it's kind of somewhat difficult to get somebody from the other side of town all the way to the other side, you know, to have certain events and stuff. So those are just some challenges that we're facing right now with growing and just being able to bring everybody together at one time. You mentioned that everybody was thinking, wild is already paying off. Your desire, your ability, your tenacity to say this is important to me for one reason and establishing it is already creating so many opportunities for so many different people. What are some of the other opportunities that you all feel like Wild has already created in terms of equality or a bigger voice or something to just simply be a part of? I feel like, you know, I've already seen some payoff from Wild just in myself. Prior to me being with Putterman Shark and Associates, I was with Lights Fantastic Pro, which we had two locations in Dallas, Louisville and in Greenville Avenue. We have a location in Austin and of course, Houston. And just from a connection that I had with one of my girls in Wild, the opportunity came about to come on with Putterman Shark. And that was all through a Wild connection. So you never know who you're going to meet and the opportunities that could come just from network and having those relationships. That probably never would have happened had I not met the girl that's in my group, Ashley. And it was a fantastic opportunity. I wasn't looking for another job, but it just kind of happened. And really it all kind of happened from Wild. When you talk about how Wild created that networking opportunity, break down a little bit more for me. There's a uniqueness there right? It's not just a networking opportunity. It's an opportunity of like-minded individuals supporting one another in a way that maybe wouldn't be out there otherwise. Yeah. And it was kind of my connection with Ashley and just us kind of talking and we realized how similar we were. And there was an opportunity that came up at their company at Putterman. And she was just like, wow, she goes, I hope you don't mind, but I said something to my boss about you. And I just think that you would be a great fit. We seem so similar. And I love working with you and just that connection and I found it pretty amazing. What were those similarities that you had? We both are very creative. We just have a passion for lighting. The way that she goes about dealing with her client base and as we started talking it was just very interesting how what she does with her clients and we just spun off. It was just like oh yeah that would be so fun and I do that too and oh that would be so much fun and we just really hit it off and I think that she saw that we were so similar that she just kind of thought we would work well together. And next thing you know, I have a job at Putterman Shark. (laughs) 
I think Wild creates a safe space to share and connect and just bringing it back to that. I feel like women in general really need that no matter what the topic is. I mean, some of the topics we're gonna discuss at the breakfast tomorrow, the gender pay gap, self-care or the work-life balance, you know, burnout, things that working women, you know, deal with and face on the regular, on the day-to-day. -day. It just creates that community, that connection that I think women really need and want. And so I think that's an amazing thing that it's doing. And it also gets involved on a national level with anything regarding women's rights or anything involving, and it, it's an inclusive group. So it's not, we don't just have to talk about women, but we just put out a statement about, or Kelly did about the Texas bill that was passed and that type of thing. And they'll kind of join forces and just anything regarding that, you know, Wild gets involved in and has a voice. When you talk about a safe space, I want you to break that down a little bit more. I know that you all understand what that means and how it feels, but if you can explain to me as a white guy who doesn't have the same experience you do, what is that safe space and why is it so important and otherwise absent in your communities? Well, I think it starts with no judgment. I mean, just coming in and feeling that acceptance, empathy, you're coming in and you're just sharing and you feel safe to speak up and to communicate what you're dealing with, whether it's at work or in life. And so just, again, coming back to that connection. I want to come back to what Sarah just shared. With women in the industry, we encounter various experiences. We come from all walks of life and creating a safe space is being able to take that mask off, whether we're a mother, a boss in the work industry, and being able to be authentic and transparent and feel good about that, feel confident. One thing I love about WILD is being able to feel comfortable in your own skin and in your professional career and realize that's okay. We're here for you. We want to empower you. We want to support you no matter what. And we all come from different backgrounds different parts of this lighting industry and without the judgment. I think that a lot of our really established professional organizations do a great job of helping us have professional development opportunities, really focusing on making us better designers, better educators, better sales reps. And there's a lot of support for that. But what WILD does is it's working on us as like a whole human. So a lot of what we've found from talking to our local people that are interested in WILD and from Alria and I's conversation about starting our chapter was really focusing on things that yes, are, are about lighting, but they're also just more about being human. So like Sarah was saying, the work-life balance, the gender pay gap, things that are topic specific to where we are in our current life. So in addition to lighting, lighting is what we have in common as far as an industry, but a lot of the topics we're talking about when we get together, they're not professional development. It's really saying, how do we be better people? How do we do what we're doing in a better way? So it's kind of balancing out what some of our other professional organizations are already offering, but giving us this place, not just a safe place, but where these topics are encouraged and welcome to be brought up. Because I can imagine being at, like for an example, an IES meeting where I may be one of two women at our monthly meetings. And a crowd of how many men are there? 40. So I'm the Fort Worth president. And at some meetings, I'm the only woman. So if I was to bring up, hey, let's talk about gender pay gap, the gentlemen that are there are not going to even know that that's 
want an issue. Because fundamentally, they just haven't experienced it. Right. And if they're in a hiring position, they may have a unknown bias where when they're making offers to potential employees, that the compensation packages are disparate and they may not realize why they're doing that. And so I think that's one reason to have the wild chapter to invite those people in, but where that topic is really at the forefront, as opposed to trying to bring it in the other direction. Absolutely. You mentioned uh, unconscious bias. You mentioned some of the challenges that are very much present for all the women in the great state of Texas today. I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive into that a little bit more. Sound good? Great. Sounds great. Hey, it's Sam. Real quick. The Light Pod is brought to you by Lotta, a hub for ideas, education, and a little bit of entertainment when it comes to architectural lighting. They bring you things like this podcast, and of course, a bunch of fun, short, and informative videos that talk about light, that celebrate light, that document it, and maybe even show you a cool new thing or two. Check them out. That's L-Y-T-E-I dot com. And welcome back. Over the break, I got an opportunity to catch up with these four amazing women just a little bit more to talk about really how there is a big, big challenge for women in the professional workplace. There has been so many opportunities for women to not only enter the workplace and progress, but there are still things that exist like work-life balance and the lack of it, or the pay gap between genders, or things like parental leave and how much time you get off, say, when you have a new child. It is a different experience after all, whether you're not a man or a woman, but everybody deserves the appropriate time they need to be able to do what they need to do and be welcomed back into the workplace. After all, we all know work's not going anywhere. It'll always be there and you only get one life to live. Some of us say YOLO. Let's talk a little bit more about those challenges that women are still facing. And not only are they very real, but Wild is doing something to help support that so that we can all better understand it, so that men can have a better vantage and viewpoint of what it is that you're experiencing as women and how they can truly support you moving forward. I think that the real reason why Wild exists is to give a voice to women across the board, no matter what the topic is, no matter what side of the topic you're on. We're here to support women, give that voice on a national level, um, just to speak up about those topics, just to bring it to light, talk about things that maybe people aren't comfortable talking about. We feel that support being involved in this organization and being able to, again, just bring that voice to light and talk about the tough issues. You talk about tough issues. There's things that can't be said or talked about in the professional work place. And I might just put out there, you know, work is work. Whether we're men or women, we come to work to do our jobs every day. We associate ourselves with that company. We're proud to do what we do and we work as a team. We get through things. But what we're talking about here is women in the workplace and things that while they're not necessarily part of work, they very much affect who you are and your ability to come. Wild's doing something to help pull all of that together, to frame it into a perspective that the workplace can then maybe adapt or lean into and learn a little bit more about. Talk to me a little bit more about how Wild is supporting that as part of their mission. So Wild has recently been able to come out and make statements on a national level that have really helped bring to light some important issues and start the discussion. And it's often things that are political or difficult conversations that maybe we're not going to have at work and we're not going to talk about those things in a business setting because that's not the appropriate 
time or place, but in our individual chapter meetings, in our small groups, talking, you know, offline, where we're more able and more free to kind of share those things from a personal human perspective, as opposed from the perspective of me and my job and my role at work, you can kind of separate those out. And then your voice is just your own. You're not representing the business that you work for. And that's one thing that Wild does is it creates that safe space where we can have those conversations and listen to each other, even though there are different views. And we can have those conversations respectfully and calmly, as opposed to being on the social media platforms where it gets really heated very quickly and people aren't really listening to each other. They're just talking over each each other. So what I've really experienced and has been, I think, a great opportunity for us to have those conversations, but to really listen to each other and hear where everybody's coming from and how that's different because everybody's walking through life on a different path. But there's a lot of intersection with the women in our workplace environments. And some of the recent topics that have come up have been, like we were saying, the gender pay gap, family leave, and whether you have that at work or not, and whether it's paid or not. And then even just work-life balance, like during the day, I have colleagues that have, for example, a 7 a.m. sales call. Well, daycare doesn't open till 7.30. So they can't be at work to make your 7 a.m. sales call because you're doing child drop-off. And all of the men on your sales team have wives at home that are doing that. And I would like, I'm, I would love to tell my friend, hey, I'll take your kid for you, or maybe we can carpool. But it's kind of leaning in and doing these things to kind of help each other out because we're identifying where, where are these issues and where is the industry kind of falling short on helping us get equality we're not asking for something to you know, change that's not equitable. We're, we're just saying we want an equal footing. We don't need you to change your whole schedule, but maybe make it more accessible for everybody. And that's something that to your point is simple. It's just the time that a meeting starts. And as a mother who has to drop a kid off at daycare versus a man who can just be free to leave work whenever they need to be at work, it's a fundamental difference but it, it translates into something in the workplace. Wild gives you an opportunity, as you said, to talk to other women about that. How do they support you in giving you the opportunity to then bring that back to the workplace? I think so much of it is awareness, you know, and the allies and thinking about maybe it just didn't occur to them that, oh, having the sales call at seven really isn't great. Or maybe we can do it virtually or maybe we can move it to the end of the day, different times. I know with my job, I'm really fortunate to be able to kind of work and have a flexible schedule, but all of the work still gets done. I mean, we want to do our jobs. We want to be the best in our jobs. We want to excel. We want our clients to be happy. For me, we want to make sure students are getting exactly the right amount of contact time with instructors. So we, we want to excel. We, we love our jobs. And it's just really giving us the tools to be successful, which in turn you know, makes the business more successful. And not only do you want that, but all the men do too. Everybody that goes to work for a living wants to be good at what they do. Everybody wants to be rewarded, promoted, given future opportunities. At the same time, there are these fundamental disadvantages. I know you talked about timing and sales calls. What other examples are out there of just like simple little things that you all have experienced that you feel like you've been able to come up with a conversation in your wild chapters and feel like there's an opportunity to continue to 
help the workplace better understand that thought or opinion or fundamental difference. So healthcare coverage, for example. So a lot of businesses provide either they pay for, you know, your Blue Cross Blue Shield or your Aetna, or you pay a part. So like where I work, they pay a portion and you pay a portion. And that's pretty common. But what is covered is determined by the company. So for example, any kind of fertility treatment in most companies, that's one of the exclusions. Any kind of help with adoption, usually excluded. Locating or identifying childcare. I know when I started at the company I work for now, there was a benefit that was included in your compensation package that was, we have a service, you call this number, they work with your budget and your location and they help you identify spaces that are available for childcare. When I actually had my child and I went to use that service, they were like, oh, we canceled that in December. So it just disappeared. And so that was no longer an option. So then I'm spending days and weeks trying to locate childcare. And then this is all stuff that's determined at more of the business level. So I think when they start to think about things that they wanna have in benefits packages, you know, maybe kind of considering things that people in their companies may actually need, but you know, it doesn't come up. It doesn't maybe occur to the male business owner that, hey, maybe fertility should be covered as opposed to just flat out excluded. Because at the end of the day, they want you at work. And in order to have you at work, they do need to support whatever needs you have. And those are fundamentally different for men and women. I know that WILD is this group of women. It's There's now, you all are part of three chapters here in Texas. They're coast to coast across the country. And they're kind of creating a voice, not only a voice to empower you all, to give you the opportunity to say what you want to say, but also speak on behalf of women to the tune of, hey, men, we're here and we we want to help you understand things better. How does Wild work in the way, in the sense of going out, not only finding those allies, but bringing them in to help further create this equality, or I shouldn't say equality, but rather just you don't know what you don't know, and they're helping create that opportunity with the allies. I would say this podcast is one of the examples having a platform to share experiences, discuss topics that are non-traditional. Also, WILD is very welcoming to everybody. We share that on our social media posts. We have that during our events, whether it's virtual or live in person. And we were discussing earlier, I go back to education, awareness, and the accountability. Being able to have those hard topics with one another, being respectful, and being available as a resource for business owners, for organizations. If you want a place to be able to ask questions, be curious, ask what the why, the how, and the what, all of those questions are so important to understand a bigger picture of the entire topic of conversation. And so Wild has really advocated for that and has provided that space to be able to do that for every person in the industry, whether it's a woman or an ally. What is it bringing back? We're still learning that, you know, we're still growing, we're still expanding and still getting our footing. I mean, a lot of the chapters have been around several years, but we're all fairly new. But yeah, I mean, we're, we wanna keep bringing that up and keep bringing it back. And what everyone's already said, I agree with, awareness is half the battle when it comes to a lot of things. Education, and I know we talked about before, our 
chapter meetings, events, whatever it is, gives us a space. We're not gonna necessarily talk about lighting in those meetings. It's just about being human and a woman. And again, we're inclusive, so men are welcome as well. But just connecting on that level, not necessarily even talking about work. But in those meetings, no one really cares. You know, as Michelle said, who you are, where you work. It's just, we're all there together supporting each other and continuing to bring that awareness and bring it back to the places that we work so we can be that voice. So I'm gonna touch on the light side of wild pun and this all seems kind of very deep and it can be we can talk about all the things that you want to talk about and support you in any manner that you need to be supported and to be a voice for you but just know if you're out there listening you know to get involved with your local wild chapter or hey like we did just start one because yes you will talk about some of these topics and you're gonna get involved in these things but just know that you're gonna laugh you're gonna have fun, you're gonna have some drinks, you're gonna share some stories, you're gonna do some cool events, you're gonna go for drinks, you're gonna go to a craft event and make some a wreath or something, or you're gonna do whatever. And just know that the wild chapter evolves around who its members are. And each chapter is very independent of each other and how Dallas-Fort Worth may work isn't necessarily what I may do in Houston. So just know that it can be whatever you want it to be and to just reach out to your your fellow people in your market, in your area that are in the lighting industry in any capacity, whether you're male or female, and it can be all these things that you want it to be. It can be this very talk about deep subjects and all of these things that we face in the workplace and just in our industry in general, but also just know you're gonna have some fun doing it. It is fun. Everything is fun, no matter whether it's a deep talk like the one we've had here today, or you, like you said, you're literally just out getting drinks. It's not like every wild event is sitting around a table trying to dissect what the heck it is you need to solve. Like y'all, can I say that? I'm in Texas. I don't normally say it. Y'all are having fun. You're drinking, you're celebrating, you're going for, you know, a walk on the beach on a Friday night, cruising down 6th Street in Austin or in Dallas, Fort Worth. I don't know. You're at the restaurant that like spins around. I don't spend a lot of time in Texas, but I feel like there's just fun stuff that you can all do. And these are, they're just real conversations, but they're always in good company and in good community. And that's fundamentally what wild is all about. Keeping life lighthearted, fun, and serious, but making sure that you get the support you need. For everybody out there that's listening, thank you so much for your time in this conversation. I know myself, a white male in this industry who didn't once understand all of this, I continue to learn. And I thank all four of you today for being here to share this moment, to share this story with you. And please know that me and my team at LightEye, we are here to support you. And if anybody else out there can use our support, please reach out to us. If you have a comment or want to continue this conversation and you'd like to reach out to myself, feel free to. I'm Sam at LightEye.com. And I would also ask all of you to share how people can get in touch with you, whether it's a question about what you want to learn more about, how you can get involved with WILD in your local chapter, or if you just wanted to get to know one or all four of these amazing women based on the fact that they have created something that truly is empowering others just by the sake of sharing their own experience and story. If you're interested in knowing more about DFW Dallas-Fort Worth Wild Events, you can follow us on Instagram. It's just WildDFW, and we can reach out and give you information about our mailing list or feel free to message us through Instagram. Hey, this is Michelle with Houston, and you can reach out and find me on Instagram, and it's Women in Lighting Design Houston and you can IM me that way. And this is Sarah for the Austin chapter on Instagram. It's wild underscore ATX. So feel free to follow us there, DM and reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And make sure that you also follow the wild national chapter Instagram. I believe it's just woman in lighting design. It's all one big word, but that's a great way 
to learn about what the organization is doing. And if you are looking to start a new chapter, feel free to reach out to anybody here who's started their own to get some advice or um, hit up that main wild IG handle and Kelly or somebody else that manages at the national level will get back to you. Ladies, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and thank you for encouraging us all, men or women, to get involved with wild. I will be back. I will see you in Texas. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having us. Thanks again for listening to this episode of The Light Pod. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and click that like, follow, or subscribe button. That's the best way to never miss another episode where we talk to people about all things lighting who have inspirational and thought-provoking conversations to share. Until next time, cheers. Thank you.